Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with WatsonX Governance. Learn more at ibm.com governance. IBM. Let's create. Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash covers your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized, soft and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. For the third year, Olay Body is a proud sponsor of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride and supporter of the LGBTQ plus community. So this pride glow with confidence, not just all month, but all year long. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Whoa! <laughs> I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. Do, do the thing. The thing. It could happen here. A yep. podcast. Garrison. I know. It's, it's, sure, it's sure trying to happen, isn't it? They're <laughs> it's, really. It's doing its best. You know. They're, they're really going for it. Uh, what is, you know, that, that thing by Yates, some great beast slouching to be born, time of monsters, all that good stuff. That's what's going on here with It Could Happen Here. It's a podcast. Yeah. Garrison. Hi. We, how are we doing? So we're talking about uh, the still ongoing and probably, well, se- seemingly never ending. Hopefully, it'll end eventually. Of uh, the well, S- S- <laughs> maybe not. Maybe hold up on that one, Garrison. <laughs> <laughs> the escalating war on trans people. Um, yeah, and uh, we we've, we've brought on some uh, some people who've been uh, working to organize against the the kind of wave of bills and rhetoric and legislation targeting uh, trans healthcare, targeting the just existence of trans people in general. We're talking to Kat and Ada Rhodes from Tear It Up, uh, a new newer organization uh, dedicated to specifically specifically fighting against these 
these new bills. Hello. Hey, friends. How are you? Glad to be here. Yes, thank you so much. Um, we've been we we've been we've been talking for a bit because of how these bills have uh, been also a thing for a bit, and uh, we initially met up for Trans Day of Visibility. Uh, I tagged along to go to a uh, protest in Idaho, um, and then we we got on on Trans Day of Visibility. We 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 cooked up cooked up plans to sit down and have this chat so it is it it is a little bit late but hey it's it doesn't it we, maybe we can have more than one day <laughs> maybe that's a good idea well we've yeah, got day a... remembrance too so <laughs> yeah well hopefully we could have more than two days and one of them not be just sad um yeah it's timely too because you know they're still attacking oh did they not did they not stop nope no, nope. our visibility did not, in fact, scare them back into their caves. I think right. this is why we need a trans day of one free murder. <laughs> okay. I love this plan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Really solve a few problems. Well, that's a, that's a great note to... Uh, <laughs> I mean, look, Caitlyn Jenner already used hers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. All right, that's going to be my contribution for the day. <laughs> Wow, this is uh, this is gonna really, really convince all of the all of the on the edge libs who are somehow listening to this. Yeah, (laughs) they stumbled upon it trying to find a recipe. (laughs) (laughs) They thought it was tear like a scale, and they were like, "Ah, "I was trying to work my baking scale. What if I stumbled upon?" Measure 100 grams of lentils and mm-hmm. then arm all your local trans women. Mm-hmm. 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 I would like to make a, a very, very trans cooking video in the style of David Lynch's uh, quinoa video. Of, <laughs> <laughs> but that is that is a deep cut for all of the Lynch heads out there, as uh, Lynch fans call themselves. Anyway, we're, we're talking about all of all of uh, all of the bills we're talking about. um all of the rhetoric that we've seen been specifically increasing the past like the past week uh, as of recording probably past you know maybe a week or two as of time of release for their yeah, like they're they're really going for it for trying to get people to do sp- like just violence against people who don't look like how they want them to look mm-hmm. and that's that's basically what they're trying to do and we we're gonna, we're gonna talk on a we're talking a variety of topics um between we're gonna talk we're gonna unfortunately discuss like the groomer thing we'll talk about all the bills that have and haven't passed and different ways that we can kind of stand up against this 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 thing that's really trying to take take a hold um i guess i would like to start by discussing the origin of of, of tear it up and like how you know what what happened to I mean, obviously, we we know what happened to cause this to start, to cause this thing to be prompted. But like, yeah, what was what was like the specific process of being like, okay, it's it's all these things are happening. Let's actually get a group of people together to organize this thing across the country. Yeah, um, I guess I can talk about that. Uh, so, tear it up actually grew pretty directly out of a previous group called Trot in Texas, which is the Trans Resistance of Texas which started last year during their legislative session um, and then really started to grow during the special sessions in response to this constant line of attack and realizing that the techniques and the strategies being employed by a lot of the existing more liberal leaning groups were really focused on like 
backroom conversations and deals and using like procedure to defeat things instead of actually like mobilizing people against anti-trans state violence. Um, and uh, from there, we started to adapt things like louder, more obnoxious protests, a lot of stickering, flyering, posters. Um, and then this year, uh, I so I originally started Trot, but I moved across the country and I was like, well, shit, things are just getting worse everywhere. Um, and I have a lot of friends all over the country from living in Portland and New York and Texas and Colorado and now the Midwest and reached out to sort of pull together a bunch of humans that I knew would be willing to fight back and to try and experiment with methods that we can pick up from our predecessors like ACT UP and bring more attention and mobilize people more towards taking direct action instead of relying on um, these backroom lobbying groups that I don't think really give a fuck about trans people, but love to use attacks on us to raise money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you, there's a number of number of examples we could point to, but I think we could be more productive and just t- talk about uh, you guys instead. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I, I really, I, the, the, the transnational thing is really a interesting point how it's like, I know for, for trans day visibility, there was organ there was a or, organized kind of die-ins and protests all across the country to happen at the same day. Obviously, um, uh, there was one in Idaho, which uh, I was uh, lucky enough to join in on. Um, and yeah, but there was there was there was a lot of them, and I guess yeah, let's on on the lead up to like as as all of these bills are escalating. Um, and then there was the whole there was the whole um, uh, wave of organizing against trans people for the so-called like detransition day, which is really unfortunate because there actually would be a great discussion to be had there on people who choose to not continue on with transition. But it's been so <laughs> used by TERFs and the gender critical movement that it's now just like a, it's just it's just another day for more transphobia, which is really yeah. unfortunate. Um, but we had that happening at the same time as all of, of all of these bills. And then we're like, okay, so what, what, what was, what was kind of the stuff that prompted all of the, um, uh, the die-ins and how are you like, um, talking with people in all the, in all the different states to kind of organize this thing together, but still also like separately for each location. One of the points that I'd like to come back to, like, we're, we're going to talk a little bit more about the, the details of the, you know, some, some of the specific legislation that has, that has yeah. passed successfully into law and some of the other legislation that has not been able to pass into law. Um, and you know we're we're drawing a contrast between ourselves and some of uh, tear it up is drawing a contrast between itself and some of these more you know institutionalist liberal organizations, um, not because that they not because they can't succeed in their stated goals sometimes right like the ACLU will sue on some of these things sure. and the result I mean, of those lawsuits maybe maybe um, something worth celebrating. And What's that, happening that, in Texas right now is a great example of that. Yeah. But that said, right, so like we we can acknowledge that these that these more institutionalist uh, tactics can can lead to, you know, like it's a better outcome that these laws do not succeed, obviously. Um, but there's the impacts of this legislation and the discussion around this legislation is so much bigger and so much more profound than any of these individual laws, you know, specifically looking at them. Um, in terms of their like material impact on people's lives, which are already abysmally fucking awful. But like the what the the place that teared up is looking to kind of champion is 
the kind of hell raising that like uh, enables us to empower each other, that enables us to be visible in a way that shows people on the ground all across the country that like that we are not just a a minority to be destroyed and ignored, that we're going to fight for ourselves, we're going to fight for each other, we're going to fight for our kids, we're going to fight for our families, and we're going to fight for our rights. And we're going to do it loud and as ugly as we need to in order to make sure that trans pain is visible. Yeah. And building on that, um, the when we look at the start of last month, March, <laughs> uh, or I guess late uh, February, um, I think Texas was really kind of the flashpoint in a lot of the country on this, where we had a lot of these bills sort of boiling. Um, I believe there are around 70 active at that point. Um, we're now down to like the high 60s. So that's better. But um, that was really where stuff started to boil over on this. And we looked around and saw that the fight needed to focus on trans survival more than just the bills. And yeah. the bills are important to defeat because they're things trying to exterminate us. There's things that are trying to take families apart to take away the things that are helping people stay alive and to remove trans people from accessing public life. And that's going to really ruin a lot of humans, but we need to not just look at that individual fight and remember we're fighting for a survival and we're fighting for each other and trans people as a community, we've always had to kind of rely on each other via various means, be it like Susan's place or like go back to like transvestia even. And like these systems that weren't necessarily always, and these forms of communication that weren't always focused on um, necessarily legal wins in the more traditional sense and more just like forming community, even if those yeah. communities weren't necessarily great in the case of like uh, transvestia and like some of those much more um, respectable leaning groups. Could you chat but, a little, talk a little bit about what transvestia and Susan's place were? Cause I'm going to guess a lot of people listening are not going to be super familiar with that history. I kind of am only casually heard anything about it. Yeah, so I'm a bit of a, a queer history nerd. Um, mm -hmm. And you can learn a lot about this, actually. I have a... Um, can I plug my podcast? Oh, please. Absolutely. No, I mean, Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> what we would like to do is provide people with an ability to learn more about this kind of stuff. So yeah, please. Yeah, so I'm part of the um, Totally Trans Podcast Network. Um, it's, you can find us on Twitter at like Totally Trans Pod. Um, but we talk a lot about trans and queer history through the lens of like looking at it through pop culture and reading stuff into like the little mermaid and things. Um, so we go in a lot about Virginia Prince and transvestia in there. Cause I'm kind of obsessed with this human from the 1960s, who is like the first Twitter trans girl. Um, she was very problematic, super racist and classist. And her argument was um, she led to a lot of 20th century confusion by saying uh, that there's like heterosexual transvestites which are what we would now just call like trans lesbians. And then like the homosexual transsexual, which is now what we would call straight uh, trans folks. And that uh, the homosexual transsexuals are bad and should be shunned, but the heterosexual transvestite should maintain all of her previous privileges. Uh, and she put out this magazine called Transvestia 
She famously also got in trouble for sending nudes in the mail to another trans girl across the country. Wow. Um, yeah, fascinating historical figure who kind of I mean, sucked. ahead of the curve historically in terms of sending nudes. That's that's groundbreaking. <laughs> yeah. Groundbreaking yeah. stuff. But um, Transvestia, though, uh, did have this big cultural impact on sort of being an early trans zine. Shortly after it, we start to see drag, which... Um, was much more focused on like the homosexual, transsexual, and uh, more like sexually liberated takes through like the 70s. And then later, um, my favorite scene, like Gender Trash from Hell, which uh, was out of Toronto in like the 90s and was very confrontational um, about trans rights. So we sort of exist in this larger history where we're looking at how trans community has survived and formed and learning from things like STAR, um, which was the street transvestite action revolutionaries um, out of New York with Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera, as well as um, ACT UP and HIV activism. And we're trying to take what we can learn from our ancestors and apply it to our current survival and play with it a little bit and update some of their tactics because I don't think traditional nonviolent protest the way it existed in the past gets attention anymore. Um, I think we need to figure out ways to be louder about it. And I'm a, I'm personally a devout pacifist. Other people aren't, and that's a-okay. Um, I'm a good Quaker girl, but um, we need to be seen. We need our lives to be seen and we need our value as humans to be seen so that we can love ourselves and each other enough to survive this horrible shit that's going to ha- continue happening to us over the next couple of years. Yeah. I, I, I want to piggyback on that with, with one thought that you, um, you're talking about the sort of like the, this history of trans people drawing together to take care of each other. And, you know, I'm just thinking about how today uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene releases a video that amongst a bunch of other, just like, terrifying, awful, and occasionally super funny in its incredible stupidity. Um, Things uh, that she's claiming in this video are that like trans people are basically like the, you know, the barbarian hordes that have come to destroy Western civilization. And she's, you know, she says with a straight face, like, you know, the the late Rome and modern America are very similar. Yes. Um, Both uh, of us rely heavily on Varangian mercenaries in order to maintain yeah. <laughs> the sanctity of our borders. I always wanted to be a wizard, but I guess I'm a barbarian. But I, I bring that up because there is this impression of trans power that like trans yeah. people, uh, that is a result of our increased visibility. You yep. know, like what uh, the media called 2014, the transgender tipping point, because suddenly people were like, oh, I guess Laverne Cox gets to exist. But like, uh with this increased visibility is this impression that we have this like incredible magical cosmic powers to seduce your people and ruin your civilization or whatever. And like, actually like when I, so I, I came out in 2004, I'm 35 and like, I never imagined a world where we could even get healthcare covered when I was like, I was like a kid organizing with camp trans out in the woods of Michigan. And like, I knew people who got orchiectomies in barns. I, every single trans woman I knew, everything that they knew about how to like get hormones and like manage their own um, transition and like endocrine system, 
uh, they learned from message boards. It was the only collective knowledge in existence that was like accessible to people. Because if you went to your doctor, unless you lived in San Francisco or New York and were particularly well-connected, the response you were going to get is, uh, I don't know, are you a demon? <laughs> right? Like, yeah, no, absolutely. That's the one thing I found it um, really insightful talking to the older trans people that I know. Because I'm like, you know, I'm a, I'm a Gen Z Gender queer person on hormones, and it's very different because when 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 I've been talking to the my my transgender uh, friends who are older, it's like yeah, all of these bills are just are a reaction to the increased visibility and increased well being of trans people, right? It's putting yeah. it's putting things that used to be kind of just like unspoken or like obvious bigotry it's putting now that that's actually progressing it's now putting that that old bigotry into actual law because they're like oh no we don't want things to progress further so it's a it's a purposeful sliding back um so it's just like for a lot of people who are older it doesn't even seem that new it's just seemed to be it's, it's resurfacing the things that were used to be normalized are now becoming you know are becoming more obviously bigoted but they're putting that bigotry into actual law um and that's the yeah, that's the kind of interesting point is because for, there's a whole bunch of people who believe that like the transgenderisms and the gender ideology is like a point of power. It's like because it's affiliated with the left um, and the left is seen as like the power. It's it's then like it, therefore you're actually punching up on it, which is of course entirely backwards. Like that, none of that. If you have any political analysis, you're, you'll you'll know like oh that's not how anything works. But yeah, these people in in their minds they think they're actually pushing up against like the like the powerful forces of transgenderism. Yeah, yeah you and you're like no, we're fucking... just like punks who are poor who are trying yeah. to who are trying to get our hormone injections. Like leave us I... alone. <laughs> I can't remember if it was like Tom Cotton or Matt Gates. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. In, one in of, a, one know, of those like guys. The, one of the like Pentagon guys, right? Yeah. Being like uh, yelling at him because, you know, our military is being destroyed because somebody uh -huh. took a class about like respecting someone's pronouns. And the guy's response is like, we can obliterate any target on the entire planet with no effort. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Uh-huh. There's there's that great there's that horrible great tweet about the person that runs that um uh, 4chan trans account who's who is who is like this this trans person who's like a war criminal because they sell weapons. It was yes, it was a yeah. It was a wonderful tweet from a few days ago. Um, I mean, one of I mean, famously, a lot of companies in the arms industry like Raytheon have a great reputation for hiring trans people because all Raytheon cares about is you can code a missile guidance chip. That's all that matters to Raytheon. They're 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 very woke. Yeah, but it is it is it is intriguing to watch these people really justify their transphobia as a form of fighting against the system because they've somehow affiliated of uh, being trans with the Democratic Party, therefore it's affiliated with the establishment, therefore it's actually this force of power, which none none of that's None of that's true, but that propaganda is shown to be very effective. Um, and people seem really convinced by that. It's 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 a story that's easy to glom onto, and as long as we have a story that we can glom onto, then it doesn't matter what's true or not. It's it's all of the stories are, are what's actually true. Um, so yeah, that is an an intriguing an intriguing point in terms of how yeah how how it's how stuff has changed from like transphobia ten years ago versus transphobia now how. That was resurfacing some things that used to be, they used to just take shape in a slightly different form. Yeah. Well, and so Kat's experiences in 2004, if you fast 
forward a decade because I'm a little younger than Kat, but not a lot younger than Kat. Um, uh, around like 2014, 2015, when I was trying to get on hormones, we also had like RLE. Do kiddos these days know what that was? The real, no. so it's real yeah, life experience. experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is uh, basically having to socially transition and come out and uh, do all of this under the care of a therapist and a physician for between six months and a couple of years before they'll allow you to access hormones. Okay. Um, and uh, that was kind of like the stepping stone between the previous experiments where it was just like DIY or nothing. Yeah. Um, well, or impossible gatekeeping. And then now where there's like more informed consent model. The informed consent model, which is what I, which is what I do now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a lot of these laws are just kind of um, reiterating that weight that comes from a really like flawed place. Like that weight didn't in any way benefit anyone. It's really, it's just torturing people and trying to kind of like, um, like beat the tranny out of you. Uh, make you go to the mall presenting as a woman while you feel incredibly awkward and get yelled at by some guy for like trying to buy shoes. And he's like, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, Like if, if you're a nine-year-old who is experiencing precocious puberty, it is completely acceptable and no one is going to question whether or not, um, you know, prescribing puberty blockers to just make, make like to make it so that you can experience puberty at what feels like a more appropriate developmental age. Uh, Cis people, politicians, the right wing, generally people agree that that is an acceptable practice, but to uh, use that same practice in order to help a trans child not die, uh, that is a sin against God and uh, leading to the decline of Western civilization. Yeah. I w- uh, we wish <laughs> whatever whatever people are like yeah like trans people are, are leading in this degeneracy that's going to bring down western civilization you're like oh wow that sure does sound cool baseball fans bet mgm is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. What's up, guys? This is Sean, Lights Out Merriman, and Saturday, June 15th, Lights Out Extreme Fighting 17 returns to Casino Palma in San Diego. Get your tickets now at LightsOutXF.com, and we'll be live on Lights Out Sports TV, available on all major platforms. Doors open at 5 p.m. Pacific. You don't want to miss this one. It's going to be Lights Out. Lights Out Sports is free sports TV by athletes for fans. For details about the event and tickets, go to LightsOutXF.com. 
Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin, not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Whoa! <laughs> I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. For me, hormones worked so quickly, and I would I'd, having to live through like a year of trying to present in specific ways while not on hormones sounds like complete hell because it it is. It, I was very surprised at how fast even like mindset things changed. Um, how it is like they're very like hormones are very useful and very interesting, and how they and how they affect changes and being forced to. I guess as the, the the term now is like boy moding or girl moding. This is this is this is this is what the zoomer the zoomer kids call whenever they have to like like almost like code switch gender. Um, <laughs> having having to like present in the way that you want to without these systems of hormones for a while to even be allowed to have hormones as me a zoomer now sounds like horrible. <laughs> like that's, it's literally dangerous. Like yeah. it's actually an incredibly dangerous thing to put people like experience to put people into. And I think that like the, that kind of gatekeeping, uh, you, you start looking at it through a more intersectional lens and like, who is it hurting the most? It's hurting people who don't have a shit ton of money to yeah. like re get an entirely new wardrobe that people who, um, you know, people of color who are more likely to be targets of violence if they're more obviously visible and read as trans. Yep. Well, and it really artificially diminished the number of trans people and just mm. gender variants in general. Um, something that's been really interesting to watch is someone who kind of went into the pandemic as like a trans elder doing a lot of community work is uh, the quarantine trans as mm. a thing. And how much yeah, you, we give everyone an opportunity to like explore themselves and be introspective for a year. And how many people are like, fuck, I'm a girl. Um, or like, I'm no gender or I'm every gender. And all of these incredibly beautiful forms of exploration that couldn't have happened if they had to go through that in like their normal social situations. If you just gave them an excuse to like do their own thing for six months. And um, yeah, RLE was a good way to keep people from being able to explore. Yeah. And it's just one way that trans people's bodily autonomy is attacked. And that's what a lot of these bills come down to as well, is it's the same thing as like anti-abortion or anti-birth yeah. control stuff. 
it's all just about reducing people's bodily autonomy. I mean, yeah, because like if I had to quote unquote live as a girl for a year, I would have just never gotten hormones because I don't want to live as a girl. Like that's not that's not what that's not what I want to even do. And yeah, having having all of that gatekeeping, which is part 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 of what they're trying to do, because I mean, as much as as much as they hate people who like are you know are find more comfort inside the gen inside the more like typical gender roles, they also really don't like the people who enjoy being more like overt gender freaks um and like right. like outside of that it's like so of course they're going to try to clamp down on any anything it's worth noting too just the like there's there are a few different camps um in 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 the sort of right-wing response to trans people um one of the things that i've uh, learned over the years kind of looking at looking at what the alt-right is up to um uh, you know what I originally, I, I really like thought of the whole Republican Party, the whole right wing as like a single cohesive ideological unit. You know, it seemed like they were just able to like get everyone on the same page and then go at something. And if you look closely, you realize actually it's this huge ever evolving coalition of people who mostly hate each other. And if you're if you're clever, you can break people off and disrupt things. Um, there's different, there's different movements, different thoughts inside of the way that people are approaching this. And you have a lot of politicians who I, they probably never met a trans person. They pr certainly probably don't have any gay friends. They're just some random suburbanite motherfuckers who know that sacrificing trans kids on the altar of political convenience will score them points with a radicalized uh, base of bigots. Um, so those people are just cynically hurting trans people yes. because it will score them some, you know, pretend points. Uh, that will lead to real structural power. Yes, but there is also the evangelical community, and a huge amount of the the deepest and scariest fervor against trans people comes out of the evangelical community. I was raised vaguely evangelical, as and, as was I. Yeah, yeah, and like when I came out, I was definitely told I was going to hell. Like, if you look at the you look at the where this a lot of the incredibly incredibly like eliminationist rhetoric yep. is coming from and that's coming from the evangelical community who are like it's not just that i think that from a policy perspective this is like we need to like retool how we're doing trans healthcare or something because if people wanted to have conversations about how to make the best possible systems like we want to have that conversation we can we can agree to we can disagree about policy but their policy is literally Trans people are an army of demons who have yeah. come to win souls for Satan. And I'm like, I'm just trying to refill my prescription, hun. Like, leave me the fuck alone. And it also creates this really interesting looping effect of of politicians who get into anti-trans and like in like all of this kind of like anti-gay stuff to specifically win elections, right? We even saw this with like Greg Abbott doing his um like letters about about um, uh, investigating parents of trans kids specifically around his uh primary election. Like so people definitely do are still very much getting into this specifically to win elections because they know it's a point that riles up the base. But then you also have people, because that's been going on for so long, you have people who are maybe not necessarily super evangelical, um, but who grew up around this kind of culture of politicians needing to say these things, who are now, again, even if politicians didn't really fully agree with it, they, just, they needed to do it to get support. But you have people who grew up around that and went into politics around that who are now just do that sincerely because because it was what they were exposed to previously. Now we have people like that who are trying to run for office for the first time who are just that extreme. 
Um, I think that's even a bit of what the Marjorie Taylor Greene thing is, is like someone who was exposed to extremist stuff online, who is now running for office herself and is completely sincere about all the stuff she's doing. Like she is she is a true believer in the way that some other people like Matt Gates may not even be a true believer. He might just be doing it because it's popular. But you also have the people who are just like fully, fully believe it because it's 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 influenced culture long enough that it's now a full loop of sincerity. Mm-hmm. Well, and then specifically the perception of trans people within the religious right specifically has actually shifted so much in the last decade, I guess now. I'm trying to think how old I am. Because um, <laughs> I was a student at Baylor University. In- oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. I have, uh, I, have, I, have, I have some family who used to work at Baylor. Oh, boy. Yeah, I've spent a lot of time in and around there. Yeah. yeah. My top part of the world. <laughs> um uh yeah sickum for all of the mm-hmm. the queer ass baylor bears out there mm-hmm. but uh i just became a student in 2010 and i graduated 2014 and um being queer was against the rules the whole time i was there yeah uh despite me we came out and started a student group my freshman year um but i had to face this really weird decision because in high school i had a lot of gender stuff going on a lot of sexuality stuff going on uh, and I describe myself as like a queerosexual because I'm like, I'm still figuring it out. Sure. Sometimes I'm a girl. Sometimes I'm a boy. I don't know. I'll sort this out in my 20s. And then I go to college where I thought I'd sort it out. And I was faced with this thing of like, you can either be out as queer, and but you have to like present as like a cis gay man. Or uh, you can transition, which will be totally acceptable within this culture. But you have to go deep stealth and um, you'll just show up next year as a girl and everyone will be fine with that. And we'll all pretend it didn't happen and that you've always been a girl. Um, And that was like the standard in a lot of the Baylor's very upper crust religious, right? Like very privileged group of people. But was you just kind of go away and we can just for a few months and we just pretend this is how it always was. And now it's much more um, inquisitional is the wrong word, but they it's like hunting trans people down uh, in a much more aggressive way where they can't just kind of be like, well, God doesn't make trash. Uh, instead, they're like, oh, God condemns you to hell, just very directly. And it's getting worse. And um, that's why Tear It Up is really important that we like start now instead of like next fall absolutely uh, because it's gonna be horrible next fall and the spring after that could be 2024 is gonna it's gonna be real grim baseball fans bet mgm is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season step into the batter's box for bet swing for the fences free to play game Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 
What's up, guys? This is Sean, Lights Out Merriman, and Saturday, June 15th, Lights Out Extreme Fighting 17 returns to Casino Palma in San Diego. Get your tickets now at LightsOutXF.com, and we'll be live on Lights Out Sports TV, available on all major platforms. Doors open at 5 p.m. Pacific. You don't want to miss this one. It's going to be Lights Out. Lights Out Sports is free sports TV by athletes for fans. For details about the event and tickets, go to LightsOutXF.com. Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ plus community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin, not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. I won! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. I would love to talk more about like uh, Tear It Up and how you approach organizing um, and what you're kind of hoping to both expand into and the various actions that you have done in the past few weeks. So the first Tear It Up action officially was um, the 313 rally in Austin, Texas. That was the Trans Crids Cry for Help rally um, where we had a bunch of people on the steps of the governor's mansion Um speaking and getting loud. And, um, we had a a few hundred people show up and that really mobilized a lot of folks in Texas that, um, I know got activated from that and are still going. Uh, but while I was running and organizing that with Trot, um, and I actually flew down to Texas from Nebraska to do that. Um, the various humans I'd reached out to, and I was just like, I don't have time to explain directions right now. We need to organize a die-in by the end of the month. Here's here's what I have. I just kind of threw it at them and um, they all ran with it. And I think that's um, the way that we need to approach this right now because we need to build this big machine because they've been building the machine against us for years. Um, And to build a machine that can rival that, we kind of need to be much more decentralized and much more agile about how we grow and how we do these actions. Um, Kat, you were one of the first humans I reached out to and I was like, yes, I would like to make a big trouble. Help. <laughs> what was that like from your side of things? Yeah, so I, I keep thinking about this from the perspective of kind of my own political motivation. So I've done various kinds of like lefty, whatever organizing for for most of my adult life. And um, in the last, like last, I guess, February, end of February or whatever, um, 
I think like probably a lot of people, especially a lot of trans people, I had like a, a couple week period of just like totally depressed doom scrolling. And then the invasion of Ukraine was happening. And it's just like everything was bad all the time. Um, it still feels still feels like everything's bad all the time. But um, I have stuff to do. Thanks to uh, Iterodes over here. Um, so what it I so like I said, I grew up um, I, I was a child of the 90s. I grew up in a world that I knew was utterly hostile to my existence. I knew that trans people were like, that, that to be trans was something deeply shameful and a secret that I either needed to die with or that if I came out, it would like ruin the, my, the life of all of my family. Um, until I eventually, you know, I managed to not die uh, all the way until 18, came out and then found a bunch of incredible queer people and uh, have um, been alive since then. But I... <laughs> I, I was shaped by that experience, by the experience of needing to survive, knowing that I had this secret all, you know, I knew when I knew in kindergarten, I like just, just knew with total certainty. And I also knew that it was evil and bad and that I should be ashamed. Um, and there is a whole couple, there's like generation, there's like a whole generation of kids right now growing up who have, you know, come out, who have been born since 2014 and come out as tiny, tiny holy smokes children. that is right? kind of, that is kind of mind-blowing <laughs> <Isn't> that insane <laughs> right so there's like a whole and then never mind like kids born born before that but who are in high school now who are, yeah, who are coming yeah. out and like they have existed in a world where pop culture and the sort of mass culture more generally speaking has like there are trans people on tv and they're not just serial killers or the murder victims in an svu story there's legitimate representation there is you know, you have like the, you have people in national government and in state government exp explicitly defending trans people. Like they're, they have been enculturated to this idea that they have some semblance of rights and that civilization, that the civilization they live in doesn't want to smite them out of existence. Um, and those kids are watching this conversation shift. And I don't know what that's like, but I can tell you that I've been motivated by anger to do a lot of things. And um, I don't know that I've ever been quite as furious in my life as I have been the last the last couple of months. And so being drawn towards Tear It Up to me is this opportunity to like, you know, uh, I, I love the Trevor Project. I'm really glad that they exist. I'm really glad that they do the work that they do. You know, like th there's all these different orgs Absolutely. who are putting out positive messaging, but it's all pretty milk toast. You know, yeah. it's like trans <clears throat> people are cool. Maybe Good. we should maybe we should Please give live. all the we should give all the tender queers a baseball bat. Maybe that would be a, a more useful right. <laughs> thing and I'm like, to do. There needs to be space for like they're fucking trying to kill you. Hey, yep. yeah. thirteen year old, they are coming for you. This world is unsafe, and yep. I need you to know that you have somewhere to run to. That there are adults in the world who will keep you safe, who will show up for you, who are going to go and raise a bunch of hell, make a bunch of noise do a graffiti, put up some posters, go and, you know, get ourselves in trouble on the steps of the capitals all across the country so that those kids in high school right now who are feeling like the entire fucking universe is dissolving around them into yeah. a bottomless sea of fear and hatred that like there's other people out there. If you're in Idaho, if you're, if you were a kid who's growing up in Northern Idaho, like there's other people out there. Yeah. You just have well, to get free. And we're specifically, so our first, actions we specifically targeted these states that tend to be ignored by um 
sort of like the the mainstream liberal media. I'm trying to say that without sounding like a wackadoodle, but That's fine. We're, I'm we're, here, so we're, it's fine. We're fully past that point. <laughs> Great. Cool. Uh, I have to, like, be professorial or we, some we, shit. We, I don't we know. We opened this show with a joke about Caitlyn Jenner killing somebody. That's true. <laughs> we're fine. It is true um, that that happened. Oh, we, I, know. Is, yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, the mainstream liberal media doesn't give a fuck about Iowa or Idaho, and frankly, I've since I've lived all over the country and been involved in queer activism for like over a decade, I have friends all over and a lot of the um, more higher up folks in established orgs on the coasts and in big cities look at what happens in like Iowa and Idaho and Texas and Florida. And they're like, oh no, this is a sign of what's to come and not, this affects a quarter of the country. It's it's already happening. Yeah, it's it's happened. (laughs) Yeah, it's not, it could happen here. It's happened already. And we yes. need to fight for these kids desperately because their lives are at risk in so many ways right now. They're legally imperiled. The things that were giving them hope for life are being taken away. And a lot of these laws most affect the kids that have supportive families. But we need to fight for the kids that don't too and make sure that they know that like, we see you in Iowa and we're going to go do something melodramatic and cover ourselves in fake blood and lay on the steps of the Capitol in the in the state that you live in so you can see that like your feelings are being externalized. And hopefully that'll move you to knowing that like other people are going through this too. And hopefully other people will see what's happening and it'll move them to action to protect those kids. Um, and it'll give you a space to start building community and building connections for other trans people and other people in your area who want to help keep yep. you alive. Exactly. Um, and that's really the next step in Tear It Up is uh, this next month I want to have us focus a bit more on a little community building and community events, which has always been a big part of my strategy with um, previous organizing is big loud protests followed by a pizza party. Um, or we did a great picnic in Austin after the legislative sessions last year, where we had a bunch of people show up and made a lot of good connections. Um, we had a lot of the little trans kiddos there and, um, some photos that were taken there were then used as like the headline, like the, the cover photos for like all these articles about the kids being attacked. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I I think that the, the, we, we pulled off our sort of first coordinated national set of actions. The the model that we're that we're looking at is groups like ACT UP, so more of a, a sort of decentralized national network of um, folks who are all working together to be sort of power amplifiers to like share resources, share share tools, make sure that you know everyone has what they need and ha- has backup in case anything gets out of hand wherever they're whatever state they're in, whatever city they're in. Um, and that coalition building or like the community building part is such a is such an incredibly important factor. Like I, so I was coordinating, I was working on the event to have happen in Boise. And, you know, one of the major things that I, that I ran into reaching out to all these different organizations is like, I mean, they've been at war for a long time and they have like, there are literally militia groups hunting anyone who shows up at a BLM rally in Boise. Yep. Um, when I talked to, you know, some of the like executive directors of like LGBTQ oriented nonprofits in Boise, they were like, Hey, I'm really, it's really cool that you're doing this, but I, we cannot send our kids. We like, I, we can't participate in this because we don't know you and we don't know what's going to happen. 
And this is like this. You need to understand this scene is like not safe. Totally fair. <laughs> yeah, so totally fair. And so like, I think a big part of this next step is 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 deepening those connections. You know, showing people that like we will show up. We are accountable. We are looking to be partners for long term action for long term struggle. And one of the things that is really cool about tear it up that I didn't expect because I am old. So my networking has always been phone trees um, and literally just like calling people out and being like, you call these three people um, and getting people out for actions. Uh, for tear it up, we have these amazing humans at building like online communities on discord, which makes me feel simultaneously like 20,000 years old. And also like the kids, they're all right. They know the, how to do the trouble. Um, and we're trying to not just build, do this traditional coalition building that I've been doing for a long time and making all these connections, but trying to build not just like a physical community, but an online community to stitch these physical communities together. Because if you're in like middle of nowhere, Texas, you can see what's happening in Austin, but you can't always like physically make it there. So it's good to know that like, these are my humans and they're fighting for me and I can be in the loop and get involved. Um, and our long-term strategy with that is to connect people like um, the Trevor project. We, I, I love a lot of the humans there actually. And like trans lifeline in these groups. Cause they, yeah. um, and all these other like national groups that raise a lot of money, but they're actually not allowed to raise a lot of trouble because of like their tax status and all these things is like, uh, the HRC like can't do a trouble because it'll look bad for them and they care about those sorts of things. But we can connect those people with these young activists that want to like go stir up shit and cause trouble and need to like let out that scream. Um, mm-hmm. And even if we can't defeat the laws in the moment, letting out that scream is a communal good. It lets people feel seen and it lets people know I need help right now and shouting and crying and a gnashing of teeth and rending of hair and clothes is objectively good. Actually, we need people to come together and we need people to see our suffering and we need people to be moved to loving each other and helping each other. And that's, um, how that's how we'll survive. Right. If we achieve nothing beyond catharsis, then we've achieved something. Yeah. Um, I, I loved your point about the online community component of things because I feel like so much of trans focused online community is like, uh, you know, do I look okay in this outfit? Or like, hey, we're all fans of the same like anime or yep. something, <laughs> yes. right? Like, it, they're all they're, they're these very specific kind of projects. And there, there's not, I don't feel like there's a lot of spaces that are like, Hey, this is like the war room. <laughs> like, we, I mean, not that we can't talk about bullshit, but like the f- entire focus of this space is to connect as many trans people as possible so we can amplify our power together um, and, you know, begin to even remotely approximate the boogeyman that fucking Marjorie <laughs> Taylor Greene imagines us to be, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, we need to become like the transsexual menace, which is um, another protest group that I love from the 90s where they create this iconography around like, oh, we are the transsexual menace. And then it's a bunch of like very nice people. Like, like yes, like very like normal looking folks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think we need to reclaim that and take it in another direction. And we need to not 
be menacing in, in a like, we need to be a good menace. We need to be a bit of an anti-hero for the trans community. And we need to do fucking trouble and we need to cause problems for people. And frankly, I think um, too many politicians get to go to bed at night, not listening to people call them motherfuckers on a megaphone. And too many people get to have a nice lunch at their favorite restaurant without that being disrupted and having uh, things shouted at them. I think we need to become the menace that we need to be to survive in this moment. I uh, concur with this project, and uh, <laughs> that, uh, yes, uh, I I concur with this, and um, enjoy enjoy uh, participating in things that lead to those outcomes, uh, because it is it's a because they want us dead anyway. Like that's that's that is that is what they're doing. That's what they're complacent with. Um, I think it is also just an, an important to, thing to note that. Um, in terms of like good news, like not all of these bills are passing. Like on on this show, we've talked a lot yep. about the bills that have passed. We have talked about all the stuff that has been going on, but there is not 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 all of the, not all of them are going through, and that is an important thing to talk about. It doesn't mean the fight's over because they're going to try again. <laughs> um, yeah, but that is the other thing that I think is worth is 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 worth mentioning. And you know, every, states from you know Florida to Idaho to uh, Washington, Utah. Virginia, like uh, these, there is not, there is stuff that is getting blocked, um, uh, or at least not going through. And yeah, there's a lesson that needs to be learned from how the right operates in this, because what they did for years was oppose equal rights, was oppose things in a variety of ways, socially and through legislation, that failed, and it was fail, 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 fail for a long time until they started to succeed. And part of why they succeeded is because they were continuously building a wide-ranging and powerful machine to push this stuff through, learning from their failures, grabbing more power, getting better at messaging. And like that, it, ultimately, the same attitude needs to be had. Like when, when one of these laws gets struck down, it's not a sign that the fight's been won. It's a sign... Um, to keep pushing like it's this kind of thing where you have to you have to pay attention to the way they built this over the course of really 30 or 40 years mm -hmm. um because it has to be done something a counter a counterweight a, a machine capable of of applying pr equal pressure in the opposite direction has to be built and it has to be built very quickly yeah well in nine out of the nine out of ten of these bills die so Nearly yeah. 270, I think it's 264 is the actual count of how many anti-trans bills have been proposed in the last two years since the last election. Uh, and only 27 have become law. So they're re really just playing a numbers game, right? Yeah. They're just forcing it through. Um, and they're not going to stop. And we, in Texas, it was so hard last year because I remember the last day of the legislative session we were all there until midnight and cheered so hard when it was done. And we're like, this bill can't come back. And then we faced special session followed by special sessions, followed by special session where they're like, we are pushing through this trans legislation. And the war is not going to stop. We, we, we're maybe going to, we're going to win a lot of battles. We're going to win the majority of battles, but they're not playing it to win those individual fights they're playing to eventually exterminate us and they're really gaining a lot of ground and we're way behind on building our machine to fight it. 
And this is all happening in the context of, you know, a, a very, very explicit mask off movement to essentially destroy American democracy and replace mm -hmm. it with Christian fascism, right? And we are the scapegoat. We are the enemy that they are currently identifying for elimination, right? Yeah. So like, it's, you know, for them, they're like, I can score some points if I encourage this trans kid to kill themselves, right? Um, and for us, it's like an existential threat that we may be watching the United States descend into, you know, an irreversible chasm of authoritarianism and violence. Uh, and, you know, that's going to be bad for trans people, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, very, I love, very understated <laughs> Um, how can how can uh, if people are interested in uh, tear it up and what they're doing? How can people find out more info online about how to keep up with stuff and um, and what what y'all do? So I think uh, the the best place to I guess get little updates um, is the Twitter, which is at tear it up org on Twitter. Um, and then additionally, we have our website, uh, which is www.tearitup.org. Yes. And yes, good. Um, and then if you come and get involved and uh, you can get invited to our Discord, we're trying to grow that out a little slowly and stick with folks that we know are getting involved in the fight while we sort of build the initial foundation of this. Uh, but that's the place to find us right now. Twitter, Instagram as well. We're also tearitup.org uh, tear on Instagram. And we technically have a Facebook page, but who the fuck uses Facebook? I mean, actually, so our Facebook, we won't be posting a lot of stuff, but a lot of our events will go through Facebook because in a lot of the Midwest and the South, a lot of people still use Facebook, which is probably bad. Turns out that's not helping, I think. Um, not a but good those are look. the places. Go find us. Um, and then come get involved. We're going to be doing a lot more. We've sort of been on a break for a week because we did a shit ton of events last month all yeah. at once and kind of needed a week off. But starting next week, we're going to be posting a lot and organizing and pulling together some community and social events and some more protests. Show up. And show even up if things. you don't want to, even if you don't want to join, join the organization specifically, if you're a cis ally who's listening to this and you're like, this sucks, I hate it. I'd like to do something. Um, we'll, we're going to have things like you know, postering like postering resources and stickers and all kinds of stuff that you can that you can grab and like just go paint the town. Yeah, yeah. Let it, let it let it be known that trans people won't be erased. That we are fighting back. We're a very pro graffiti organization. Um, please bully your local politicians and yeah. uh, sticker every service surface you can. And uh, get get some paint pens. I think I think I'll do an upcoming episode on how to make uh, or how to do wheat pasting. As oh a, yeah, as a, as, a, as a fun as as some fun uh uh content for you for you fans of content out there, uh but yes uh follow follow the tear it up account on the twitters that's how I've been mostly keeping up with it uh besides just asking people because I know who they are um but the twitter the twitter is definitely a good a good resource um yeah I guess any any kind of any other any other thoughts or notes that you would like to to add before we before we wrap up here can I say fuck Greg Abbott can we all just yes. say fuck Greg just Abbott fuck Greg Abbott fuck or, that motherfucker or, or, or um, no, also actually, fuck K. Ivy 
mm-hmm. also, um, yeah, fuck, fuck lots of governors. Fuck a lot of the governors. Of Not the most, governors. most yeah. of yeah. them. Uh, yeah. I think the the vast majority of governors uh, should go fuck themselves. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, I'll see them in hell. Yeah. 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 Um, that's a good. Note. Oh, uh, plug your plug your history podcast because queer history sounds like a great thing that people should learn more about. Yeah. Uh. Well, so it's the the totally trans podcast network. Um, we might also come up as totally trans searching for the trans canon. Uh, we were originally just the one show where we talked about pop culture and history. It was me and uh writer Henry Jardina, and uh now we have a, a slate of shows that we do all on the same feed. Um, one that talks about comics, one that talks about history that I love, uh, that the playwright Katie Coleman does, um, uh, called Our Sacred History. And then we have, we just started the newest season of Totally Trans Searching for the Trans Canon, where we're talking about finding lessons from history and queer culture and pop culture. Love find it. Yeah. All right. Um, Yeah. Uh, buy some paint pens, uh, Uh, show up to actions if you can um, and learn to make some trouble. Yeah. Also, megaphones are only $40 from Harbor Freight. Just saying. You can get (laughs) really loud, really cheap. And it's generally legal to shout at people from outside their homes. (laughs) Although not not always. That can get you in some trouble, but not bad (laughs) trouble necessarily. Check your local sound ordinances and bring a volume meter and really just amplify yourself just to that level and learn how to edit audio Yeah, so you can really just dial it in. Find a good Um, lawyer and consult with them first. Yes. Also, uh, personally, I would like to say force femme uh, all anti-trans politicians who say that you can be peer pressured into transitioning. Um, <laughs> I am personally trying to force femme Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. It hasn't worked yet, <laughs> but he's very insistent it will work eventually. So I do feel like the right way to pursue that is just by deregulation and then poisoning the water supply. <laughs> well, yeah. that do- well, that does <laughs> okay. it for us today. Um- <laughs> Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won! Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. What's up, guys? This is Sean, Lights Out Merriman, and Saturday, June 15th, Lights Out Extreme Fighting 17 returns to Casino Palma in San Diego. Get your tickets now at LightsOutXF.com, and we'll be live on Lights Out Sports TV, available on all major platforms. Doors open at 5 p.m. Pacific. You don't want to miss this one. It's going to be Lights Out. Lights Out Sports is free sports TV by athletes or fans. For details about the event and tickets, go to LightsOutXF.com. I'm going out with the girls this weekend. Nails, done. Outfit, stunner. And my skin? I know it's going to be glowing because I glammed up my shower routine with new Olay Indulgent Moisture Body Wash. 
It smells so luxurious and deeply moisturizes with its super rich, creamy lather that's bursting with vitamin B3 complex. So my skin glows and my confidence grows. Try new Olay Indulgent Moisture Body Wash for glowing skin in just 14 days. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.